Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Namaste, friends. You know, as a wise man, a guru, a spiritual leader, maybe, to some, at times I can be a right silly fakir. The spirit world that I inhabit can impinge on the everyday world, leaving me confused. Is there a simple explanation to events, or is there really something mysterious happening? Let me explain. Last Friday, I made my way up to Grimsby in the northeast to do a gig for people who want to be enlightened at a very special holy site, Cleethorpes Town Football Club Function Room. I had a hotel booked for me in Cleethorpes near the boating lake, as it goes. I won't name the hotel, probably best not to. Upon arriving in my room, clutching my nicely pressed costume for showtime and just hoping to you know, take myself in hand for some respite from a long drive, I discovered in the bathroom, in the bath, and bear in mind I do like to enjoy a bath pre and post show, just over halfway down, stuck to the interior of the bath, a pubic hair, coiled, black, unmistakably, a straightedly that had come loose. Disgusting. Not mine, I'd never been in that room before. And besides, my careless whispers are blonde. One of the room cleaners was outside in the corridor in the hotel with a, a load of dirty towels on her trolley, looking at a clipboard as it goes, and I called her in. I leaned over the bath, and with the tip of a complimentary pen I found next to my room TV guide... I indicated the rogue curly-whirly for this lady to see. Now, rather than being contrite, she seemed not to be the slightest bit bothered about this. Yet there it was, a, a coil from a lady or gentleman's pubis. A smidgen of winkle matting. 0.02 ounces of old Hoban. A coil of nether hair. A pocket watch spring. A tiny weed come loose from the happy hippie trail. Puberus, puberum, pubet. 
And while I'm at it, I said, there's no tea bags. She said nothing. In fact, she looked distinctly hostile, I thought. But she whipped off the offending bush detritus in the bath with her cloth, which I dare say was the very same one that cleans the tea and coffee-making facilities, that cloth. I told her I expected more. You know, a bit of attention to detail. You know, turn down the bed covers. Maybe leave a chocolate on my pillow, but no. Now... I have a very acute sense of people, you know, and what they're communicating to me due to my extraordinary skills. And as she left the room, she gave me what I would call, in my heightened expertise, a funny look. Deciding to forego my bath, I went to do the gig where the spirits were very, very strong. Very strong. So much so that I was... Well, I was frightened that for one gentleman in the audience, I may have conjured up an evil spirit. So, upon returning to my hotel, I was, well, I was still shaken, and I decided that, yes, I would have a bath as quickly as possible to spiritually cleanse myself. Plus, I had one of them German Donner kebabs on its way from Deliveroo downstairs in reception, so I had to go down and collect that when it arrived. Entering the bathroom, in my room, to my horror, fresh from conjuring some very daunting spirits, I discovered in the bath, in exactly the same place as the previous genital trimming was this time three pubic hairs I saw it with my own eyes six, six, six unmistakable Yeah, three curly ones in a row fashioned to make the number of the devil next to each other was it the devil or was it this chambermaid going to town with some scary hairy iconography of her own had she put them there herself to be honest, I was tired, and so I decided to shut the bathroom door and simply climb into bed. The chambermaid had, it seems, indeed left a bit of chocolate on my pillow, but it wasn't in a wrapper, so I just flicked it off, where, curiously, it flew off the bed and stuck to the wall. It was still there the next morning, as it goes strange. Come to think of it, yeah, I'm not even sure that was chocolate. And that's it, really, but just to take this opportunity to say to the hotel... Devil sign or no, I will be making a complaint. Thank you. Namaste, friends. Namaste. Shalama, shakatak, shawadi wadi, and shami. Rabati, to every single one of you, it's Clinton Bloody Baptiste here with Andy. Who's with me? Just moving the microphone here. Who's that there? Linda Pollard. Oh, Linda, how are you, my love? I have had the best couple of nights sleep I've had for flipping ages. What were you doing listening to Yvette Fielding's podcast? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> No disrespect to you. Shut up, that goes on too long. still trying to get her on? <sighs> that put an end to that now. Well, Go on, a best night's sleep. Go because on. of the fresh air, I went glamping, Clinton. Glamping! glamping. Now, for any people who don't know what glamping is, yeah. and let's be fair, there's quite a lot of thick people who do listen to this, no disrespect. Bless them. Bless them. What just to explain to stupid people? I know what it is. What is glamping? Well, I, I don't normally do camping, because last mm. time I went camping was in the guides, and I ended up being the leader of... Of the patrol, do you know why? Why? Everyone else threw up and had to be taken out of the tent, so I was a leader of myself. Oh 
my God, really? Yeah, no, that's true. What, they all got to go home or something? They got put in, like, um, an isolation tent. This is before the pandemic, maybe it's where it started. Oh, God, how awful. This was go in the on. 90s. Yeah. Mm, but, uh, no, I, so I decided I would do it on the strict proviso that instead of having a bloody bedding roll... Yes. I had a bed. And it was like a yurt. I am going to state the obvious. It does that not negate... And negate means sort of um, imply a negative negativity to 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 any stupid people out there. I was going to say I know what it means, Clinton. Of course. But <laughs> well, that's... I got halfway through doing the definition, I couldn't think what I bloody well meant. Does it not negate the the the, the whole camping experience? Yes, a bit, just but in a good way. What so it's it? not like camping. It's like staying. Well, I've stayed in some really awful hotels. It's better than that, and the one you described earlier on as well. Oh of course. my god, I've just so, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was it. pretty awful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that 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 happened. It did get. A, there was a slightly damp, musty smell of the canvas. So I feel like I got that experience. Right. Okay. But I just didn't sleep on the floor. Can I just say to you this? You mentioned the guides, and yes, I was a scout, and I have to say, I was never, like you, never given to the camping experience. Yeah. But now, you know, when I smell that, that smell of sort of slightly damp tent, yeah. and we used to smoke... Farts. Uh, what? Farts. Farts, yes, thank you so much. Nothing traps a fart like canvas, does it? No. <laughs> yeah. Go on, it does. It does stink. Well, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Sharing a tent with a load of sort of what fourteen? We're about fourteen at the oh, time. Musty, musty, all very smoky. We used to smoke these dock leaf fags. There'd be the odd, um, and at different times, folks, different times. There'd be the odd men only or razzle knocking around. Blimey. And uh, yeah, blimey, horrible, really. And I was going to say no between all of you. <laughs> even worse. Yes, absolutely bloody disgusting. There was yurt. There was there's a joke in there somewhere, I don't know what it is. Um, but anyway... It did bloody yurt. I tell you, it did bloody yurt. I tell you that, it was a bit like this. <laughs> you finished with that? <laughs> Thrilling for young men, You that dirty sort of beggars. Thing. I happen to know they don't do a badge for that, so that was all on your own... <laughs> <laughs> no, they do not do a badge for that sort of thing. Anyway, listen, so, and, and funny you should say about the camping, I've got a friend who lives very near me, Stuart, and what's his bloody name now? Anyway, Stuart! Uh, and he, he doesn't listen to this. He often says to me, in summer, do I want to go out on my bike and go camping round oh. here? Which I sort of do. And he doesn't mind sort of lying there at night looking up, and which I can see that, to be honest, in this world of consumerism yes. it's quite nice to lie down look at the stars and he said to me look let's and i've often been tempted to do it and he said look why we can take a few drinks out and take a few cans lie down look at the stars and then i thought to myself well actually i don't mind doing that but i'm not that mad about Stuart. perhaps i could do it on my own and then i thought actually i'm not that mad about lying down at night it's just the drinking then i thought i'd have a drink in my back gown then i thought do you know what i just have a drink in front of the telly because let's be fair that's the bit i liked about the idea the most okay well very helpful, though, Stuart, is drawn, allowed you to draw your own conclusions about things. Say that again. Well, you know, it sounds like Stuart's just had a massive knockback from you, but actually what's happened is Stuart has enabled you to be able to decide what you do and don't want to do in your spare time. That, well, in many ways, Stuart has helped. Um, the thing is, that's very, that's very charitable of you to say that about Stuart, but he's a bit of a pain in the ass. Right. And to be honest, lying around drinking a couple of cans of warm Ruddles County, staring up at Uranus, is certainly not something I want to do. No. So, that is what you've been doing this week. Can I 
just thank Linda for sending me this. This incredible story. Uh, can we have the spooky music as we go into the spooky story to start this week's show? <laughs> From the Daily Star. I am terrified to leave the house in case I get abducted by my alien visitor stalkers. There's a lot in there, isn't there? Yeah. This is an exclusive, because no one else wanted to hear it, from Sasha Christie, 51. Sasha insists she has so many close encounters of the third kind with extraterrestrials that she now has one simple message for Earth's alien visitors. Please leave me alone. She first spotted what she believes to be a UFO after she saw what looked like one into the back garden. It looked like a strange acorn, she says. In a ghost up my Oh, sorry, that was the wrong one. Hold on, just a second. No, forget it, keep going, sorry. An alien in the back garden, what with a strange acorn? I tell Had you what, a strange bit, acorn. bit like Shirley, turn the music off a second. Bit like Shirley Bennett next door when I was doing my bum hole sunning therapy. She saw a strange acorn in her back garden. <laughs> Sorry, no, it says it's floating in the sky. Beg your pardon. Go on, keep going, keep going. Sorry. The mum of five has had nine major sightings. I bet she has. Mum of mm. five in her lifetime. Sasha, who lives in Liverpool, Merseyside, said, and I won't do the No, accent, we're not going to do that. Although I can do Liverpool. Go on, give it a go. It's very hard to explain my encounters as it's hard for me to believe what I've seen. All right. I spent my whole life trying to think of other scenarios of things that it could be, but the only conclusion is that it's other life forms and UFOs. So that's that sorted. Yeah. Looking at the sky, it scares me. Oh, she's one of them. Yeah. As I don't know what I'm going to see next, but I can't help but check the sky when I go out, as it's just a habit now. It's like I have to make sure nothing's going to fall on my head. She added, I'm not too sure where most UFOs frequent, but it does feel like they're always somewhere near me. I'd be a millionaire if I only knew why certain people see UFOs, but I think it's happened to me because I look in the sky a lot. Can you just turn the music off one second? Can I just... Would you be a millionaire if you knew that? I don't quite understand. People often like, oh, I'd be a millionaire if I knew this. I mean, I can tell you, because I do know that, and I'm not a millionaire. And I want to say this knowledge, I'm going to be making an announcement about aliens, about time travel All right. in the next few weeks. I'm not quite ready to do it now, but I do know a couple of things about it. So, yeah, it's an interesting question. Why do some people, you know, see UFOs and some not? Well, let's just remind ourselves, this is a woman who looked in the garden and saw an acorn and thought, oh, yeah, E.T. <laughs> Okay. So that might explain why she's seen a lot of UFOs because there's like leaves, there's uh, trees, yeah, there's, yeah, looking in the sky, yeah, clouds, that's right. yeah, birds, yeah. There's some cat shit down there. That's obviously come from the planet Zag. Right, next on a trip with I don't know. I've been so cynical about it. I fucking believe all it's this rubbing stuff. Off, yeah, it's rubbing off. You're rubbing off. Carry on. On a trip with her family to Wales in 1997, she was terrified after seeing a craft in the sky, and then a barefoot alien ran past her. Okay. Sasha, we mentioned, lives in Liverpool, yeah, Merseyside. Why do they keep saying that? She lives in... The... Does it make her more believable? She said... No, go on, go on. My son Louis and three of Steve's family members were on a short break to a small remote cottage. She said at one point Steve was pointing at these fluorescent lights in the sky that seemed... Fluorescent lights in the sky? God. Lights, I mean. Yeah. They seemed to be getting bigger the closer <laughs> they moved towards us, what, like a plane or something? Yeah. Well, don't be so cynical, Linda. Christ's sake, go on. As the clouds were so low, the shadows and shape of a UFO made it look like a bright rippling jellyfish in the sky everyone had come to look out at this point and the kids were feeling a bit nervous and the sheep in the field next to us had all eerily laid down 
sorry. Keep pressing the so, bloody wrong one. Carry la- on. Lazy livestock, apparently an indicator of Well, it does mean life. something. Sometimes when the cows lie down, it means there's going to be rain. All right. Sheep lying down, aliens afoot. Go on. I stood there for another minute or aliens so. Aliens barefoot, sorry. Carry on. Of which more now. I stood there for another minute or so when I suddenly heard something running barefoot in the mud behind me. All of a sudden, it bumped into me as, I, as it ran past and my chest exploded. Ex- well, that can't that be right. Say that again, what? My ch- ran past and my chest is... What, fucking what, like John Hurt, you fucking alien? You'd feel that, wouldn't you? Bloody hell, Be- yeah. Before I even realised it was happening, I was running back to the house in a panic, in complete hysterical blindness. I couldn't see what was going on. This is where it gets less fun, sort of, daily star treatment and more of a medical issue, a mental issue. Because it's... Uh, let's have a look at that one. It says, it says, Sasha's UFO sightings have left her shaken. She now suffers with post-traumatic stress disorder, sometimes worries when leaving her house. Oh. She adds, I used to feel safe before, but seeing the UFOs so close up has removed the bubble I used to live in. I feel like there's nothing in between the top of my head and space. Oh. You know? Oh. My head feels like I'm in space. Do you know what I mean? I think... bad now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and this is bad. Keep it light, I was thinking. Now all this comes... She says, I think the anxiety stems from the holiday in Wales in 97. I know the fucking feeling of pissed down all week. I now hate February. It's a bad month for me. I try to stay... God, I feel a bit mean reading this. Yeah. I try to stay in, in as much as I can during that month because I suffer with severe anxiety. But hang on a minute. The next line says she attends yearly UFO conventions. Yeah, she, I, she attends yearly UFO conventions where people can share and talk about their experiences where she claims... which she claims has helped her to come to terms with the idea of extra serious... extraterrestrial life forms. Now, it does sound... Like she's got other issues, so I don't want to take the piss. But I wouldn't go to no. bloody convention if it's a trigger. I mean, don't get me wrong, I am a firm believer, but th- th- this has clearly upset her. So I'd love to hear your UFO stories, which which leads me very nicely to this. Coming up is an interview with a fella who I always think does have nothing between his head and the stars. He's certainly out of his bubble. Fred Forenzi. We did a gig uh, last week uh, in, in in Aylesbury oh, for right. Ukraine. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, I wasn't going to mention this because I don't know whether it's a little bit top secret, but I went on stage and... I didn't tell you about this, Linda... I was the, one of the last people on, because I'm big news, yeah. right? top billing, almost. Top bi- almost top billing after Hal Cruttenden. Oh, yeah, I like him. With his nonsense. No, he's brilliant. And um, Kiki D was on. Oh, Lord. Wonderful Kiki D. She did, um, what she do? Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Of course. Um, did she do um, Star, that's, that's what, what they, they called, called you. you. And da, 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 where you are. are. It's almost harmonising. <laughs> anyway, I went on stage at the end and fucking Kiki, Kiki D had left her mobile phone on the stage. <gasps> and not only that, she had left the, the, the ringer on and had got off stage and was now trying to ring her phone to find where it bloody well was. It's a good job she's not working with Elton anymore. He would have thrown that Well, exactly. I was there and I thought, because I was, you know, these things like benefit gig, it's gone on and on and on. And I thought, is this a sign to get me off the bloody stage? This thing kept going off. I couldn't find it. It was in the corner of the stage. So you do a little line to the people who's got let the bloody phone go off. No, this thing keeps ringing. I have to say, Kiki D's uh, ringtone is not... That would be terrible, wouldn't it? She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. But it kept going off in a quite conventional. Retro now, though, that one. Yeah, I kept thinking, what the bloody. 
bloody hell's going on? Is that trying to so I finished early. I got off and bloody Kiki D and her manager were there. And I caught the lift with them down to the to the dressing rooms downstairs. And it was a rather unfortunate moment, because I, I sort of, I'd been all right about it. I hadn't been too pissed off about it. No. It did spoil my contact with um, those people beyond the bobble up, up there. Yeah, between. thought you were doing something else on the phone. Exactly. So it was driving me slightly mad. And I finished quite early, because I thought it was them trying to pull me off, if you pardon the expression. Anyway, I'm, ash- this, I'm ashamed to say the manager said, oh, Kiki's really like that. She... she <laughs> With a terrible moment. You can see where this is going. She said, Elton gave her a ring, like, sort of many years ago. And she's always the whole time, oh, have I lost Elton's ring? You know, I've been wearing Elton's ring for so long. And I... What? I said... No. No. I expect Elton's ring has had a lot of use over the years. Which was met with a deafening silence in the lift. The three... Cancel me, those people listening. It was just a joke. And if you've read Elton's book, you might imagine that... By his own admission. By his own admission. And so I, I, so I just want to apologise to Kiki, to Elton, and also, well, I, she apologised to me for letting the phone go off. But it was a terrible moment, and I don't, I don't know whether I want to run into Kiki and her manager again. Anyway, this is a short interview with Fred Forenzi, who's a great comic, who was there that very night. Well, I'm at the Star Studied. Benefits for Ukraine at the Waterside Theatre in Aylesbury. And I have with me a very, very distinguished uh, comedian. I've worked with him a lot before. He's the wonderful Fred Forenzi. Fred, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Bearing up. Not Bearing up, bearing up. Yes, yeah, Keep it light. And Fred... I understand you are a believer in the supernatural at last. Someone who actually believes in it rather than wants to take piss out of me. A bit of a cynic, really. A cynic, okay. Originally, originally. Until what? Until the story you're about to tell me. Well, you know, my own my own house, with uh, which I share with uh, Bob. Is haunted. My best friend. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Linda, could you please put on the spooky music as Fred regales us with this terrifying tale? Shoot. Yes, well, um, late one night I thought I saw a man in my bedroom. Um, I thought it was Bob, but uh, it wasn't. Who is Bob? Bob's my best friend. You, you live with Bob? Yes. In a homosexual relationship? Um, no. He just shares the house? Yes. Not even a little bit of touching? Well, just a bit. Would it? Only on bath nights. Right, so you share a place with Bob, and on yes. bath nights yeah, it's bath Bob. nights. A little bit of a tickle? A little bit of a tickle. OK. A a... We're, we're digressing. Can you get to the fucking girls' bit? And, um... Well, uh... Television's gone funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to take it back. And, um... Apparently radio rentals doesn't exist anymore. But, um... Mm. Uh... And uh, the radio's gone funny. Really? Yeah. And um, our friend uh, thinks that uh, the previous owner's still there. I, I think, like the rest of the listeners, it's all sounded a little bit doubtful at the moment. Could you embellish it with slightly more detail, please? Um, yes, well, apparently he, uh, he was um, very strict Roman Catholic and uh, he died. 
a man who was a strict Roman Catholic died. How did you find this out? Um, well, we knew it when we bought the house. Go on. Yeah. And um, uh, he's buried in the cemetery. Go on. And, um, uh, well, uh, he loved the house. And yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. like us living there. I what? think he's homophobic. Yeah. Not oh, that we're, me and Bob are, you know, there's nothing like that going on. Right, okay. And so this Catholic man doesn't approve of two men living together? And, and the uh, Buddhist iconography. Oh, okay, hanging on. Pictures. Right. Oh, that's Buddha, I thought it was you on holiday. Statues, no. no oh, that's, that's right, since it was the, you by the pool in your trunk. the problem. Turns you know, out it was Buddha. Yeah. And, um, right. You know. Being able to exercise. I know you've not been to exercise, the ghost or yourself, by the looks of things, Fred. Well, no, but um, so we did get an exorcist in, uh, a Baptist, Mm. and he said get rid of the um, get rid of the homosexual. No, the homosexual iconography. Which which homosexual iconography is that? Erotic iconography and. Said to get rid of that. Judy Garland pictures up or something. Buddha and Judy Garland. Buddha and uh, the Judy Garland. Yes, we're we're, we're into that. You got rid of them. We got rid of them, and uh, the ghost's gone. Well, thank you, Fred. That's That's, uh, scary, wasn't it? Yeah. What should we say? Six out of ten. Could do better. Could do better. Fred Forenzi, there, everybody. Thank you. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Fred Ferenzi there. He was on just, just before me and I was in the, in the wings thinking, bloody hell, he's good. Anyway, let's go to the phones. One new message. Hello, Clinton. Hi. Good morning, Sausage. This- Hi again, Clinton. Um, you didn't get back to me last time. I tried calling. Um, I'm trying to get hold of Ruth Abbott. Um, I'm really keen on helping her out with that ghost in the fa- uh, Yeah, good morning. I've been told this is the uh, telephone number to ring if, you, uh, if anybody spots any goats knocking about. Well, I'm not being funny, but I've just been walking down Palmall and one's trotted past me. Currently sat outside Black Horse Pub in Chorley. Well, I am here, and I tell you something, mate. I went over to someone the other day, and, and, I, and I said, uh, Hello there, do you know? My name's Brian, but I'm a ghost. <laughs> and he said, then, Wait, no, you're not Brian. Uh, you've just come out of the asylum. Anyway, let's get to this. What a story. Pet psychic. Rick, can we have the spooky music, Hang on, please? It, uh, pet, this, this is absolutely true, this one. Let's have a look. Pet psychic reveals five steps to talking to your dog. This morning's resident pet psychic, Beth Lee Crowther, 52 from Worcestershire, shares her simple steps on how you can learn to talk to animals at home so you'll always know what your dog is thinking or cat. This woman was on this morning, uh-huh. and we got a mention. Did you know that? We got a mention from uh, Vernon Kay. No. And he even mentioned me. In, in, in oh, he didn't mention me. Linda, I'm sorry to... I don't know whether it's your name on the front of this. Don't build your bloody part up! Getting worse, getting worse, getting worse, worse. Hair, 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 your horse likes hair, hair. Uh, if Clinton Baptiste did, uh, was a pet psychic, then uh, you've got to be with the life. That was brilliant, the whole very path, wasn't it? Well, it's just when you say we, I thought you meant me, I didn't realise it was back, meant, back to you again. I meant, <laughs> I meant me and the people who produced the show, n- 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 not you. Anyway, the thing is, they they did, this is what she says to the Daily Mirror, right? They, the dogs tell me that, can you put the t- music on again? Yes. They tell me their likes and dislikes, what food they wanted, and if they required anything like a trip to the vet. No, I do believe this, I do believe it. No, I do. I used to think everyone experienced it. Then when I got older, I realised that other people don't understand animals in the same way. Presumably only Johnny Morris and Dr Doolittle. <laughs> Beth recalled her first trip to a, to a pet shop when she went to buy a rabbit. You've got one of those, haven't you, Linda? I've got a couple. Yeah, she said, I can see a tiny Dutch black and white rabbit. You've got the Dutch version, I mean, the Dutch model. It's made in Taiwan, actually. It's black and white, though, I think. What do you know? <laughs> I've seen it. Anyway, sorry, I could hear him. This is what she says. She says, I could hear the rabbit saying, take me home. What, in Dutch? <laughs> take me home. Take me home. Her family and friends weren't surprised when she became a professional animal communicator. That does exist. 20 years ago, a professional animal communicator. And she says, her pa- look, if a professional unicorn um, healer yeah. exists, a professional animal communicator does. She says her partner, Nigel, is incredibly proud when he's not rolling his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
sitting, <laughs> sitting in the garage <laughs> smoking. Beth has devised her own method called psychic animal communication technique. I don't know why I'm taking the piss out of this because I believe all this stuff. Anyway, listen. Go on then. So Can we, you read out? This is this is how you communicate with your animals. Yeah, right? you've got a dog in front of you now. Try this. Yeah. Step one, calm your mind. Calm your mind. Start with calming your mind with meditation. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Yeah, not, not that nice with your cats, my love. Maybe. They're very clean. <laughs> Hold it for a slow count of seven and then breathe out through your mouth. Do this three times. Step two, you'll like this one. Tap your third eye. I was doing that just before you arrived here in the studio. With your eyes open, take your middle finger and place it on mm. your intuitive third eye. Hold on, I'm it's just doing... It's the one in the centre of your forehead. Just a second, I'm just doing that now. Oh, forehead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go now on. tap this point with your fingertip gently seven times. Just a second. Raise your eyes upwards, slowly close them and imagine yourself in a familiar place that you love, such as... The beach, yeah. in a field, by a river. In your case, under the boozer, on, on the fruity. Go on, step three. Focus on your pet. Think of the animal you want to communicate with. If the animal is with you, or you have a photograph or description, or you just know what they look like, open your eyes and think of them for a few moments. Within your mind, say their name three times and ask them to join you. Miracle. 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 The problem with cats, you speak to a cat, ask a cat, whether you've tapped your third eye seven times or not, you ask a cat to join and they turn the fuck off, yeah. won't they, cats? They're, busy. They're not interested, cats. You want me to do what? Bloody hell. Dog? Oh, a dog will join you, not a cat. Fuck off. That was a cat speaking. You have been communicating with my cat. I have, yeah. Look, the cat will do this. <laughs> which is which is cat for... <laughs> Go on, do it, someone else. Speak to the bloody goldfish. Yeah. Step four. Ask them questions. Formulate the questions you want to ask, such as, how are you feeling? Never mind that. Give me my food. Here we go. The answers may sound like your own voice in your mind. All right, so you're thinking it will be yourself. Or it may be a vision or thought. You may sense an emotion, a strong yeah. gut feeling, or even catch the scent of an aroma. With your cat, Betty. Yes, oh, probably. She, yeah. She's not been well. Right. Uh, Allow all the thoughts to flow between you and do not try to force anything. All right, all right. Now, this is, this is, yeah, now, can I just say this? Step five is perform gratitude. Yeah. I mean, at the end, before you open your eyes, it says it, mentally thank the animal. Thank you. You may see them leaving your familiar place in your mind's eye. Or if the animal is present in the same physical space, you may feel their energy subtly pulling away from you, like all cats. They're normally pulling away from you. That's when you see your cat's third eye, yours particularly. Our animals have so much to share with... Now, this is true, right? Our animals have so much to share with us about their lives, our own lives, and the meaning of life is pushing it a little bit. They can. Let's just remind ourselves that the meaning of life for a dog is another dog's a-hole. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Why would I take, you know, lifestyle advice from a dog that likes sniffing another dog's yeah. bum? The life advice would be, here, sniff this. Yeah, sliding down, embarrassing you on a picnic, getting, the, you know, itching its arse. I'm not taking the lifestyle <laughs> advice from, from someone like that. I used to have a landlady who had a dog that would do that. She, the dog used to ignore me. It was more like a cat than my cat's. Oh, God. But it would come in specifically to use my rug to oh, rub its arse along. Bloody hell. And I could not 
Ignore the fact that that rug was getting more than enough use. So one day I put the rug in the washing machine. Oh, it was just God. a cheaper one, like, you know, like an Ikea one, mm. one of them rag rugs. I know, I've got a vision of your rug now, Linda, which I can't get out of my mind. The landlady told me off because the rug didn't lie flat afterwards. And I was thinking, yeah, because it's not got all that stuff weighing <laughs> it down. And it wasn't stripy, it turns out. Lovely story. If you're having your lunch, maybe fast forward this, this bit and come back to it later. I, no, I had, I had a terrible time. Uh, I was doing a gig the other day. and Quite often, I do pick up on animals, you yeah. know, the spirit of animals that are passing them. There's a woman in the front row, I said, I can see your short-edged snouts in my look, short your legs. But the, that's just that's just pathetic, isn't it? But what you will find very often, mm. you know, I mean, I, you, it, it is a fact that, that, that sometimes you will marry a life partner who is your animal, your pet from youth, reincarnated. Absolutely true. You are drawn together. Yeah, I mean, with your Paul, when you did you ever come into the sitting room at night and catch him licking his own balls with his leg up? <laughs> Funnily enough, yeah. <laughs> That's probably. If you'd been able to do that, we'd still be together. <laughs> I know. If it hadn't been someone else doing it, then uh, maybe you would have been together. Oh, too soon, but you're right. Sorry, sorry. That's Paul's balls. Anyway, I firmly believe that all humans were born with psychic abilities, and you just need to know how to use them. She says, and that is true. Right. Li yes, that's what you're doing here. Linda. That's what we're doing on this fucking podcast. Well, all right, okay, yeah. Jesus Christ. So please give us a ring on 018927111. I've lost track of me ones then. Sorry about that, everyone. Okay. I'll do it again. Linda's oh, asked one, to do a very eight, simple nine, thing. Two, seven, one, and I now one, spoken one, over that. You'll nine, have to do it again. Eight. 018927111198. Please, please try and raise the game with the phone calls because they're bloody awful, most of them. Or send a spooky story to Clinton at clintonbaptiste.com. No more stories about going in the toilet, thank you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's our big star interview with the one and only, I mentioned it before, Mr Hal Cruttenden. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honoured to be here backstage with the wonderful Hal Cruttenden, who is going to tell... Now, he tells me he does have a very spooky story. I do. Uh, we've got the echo, that's just backstage here. But it's not his, is that right, Hal? No, I don't really have any brilliant ghost stories myself. Right. Because I tend to avoid any situations where I might, you know, run into a ghost. I'm, a, I'm so... Neurotic. I don't like... If I feel at all... I was a little kid that used to... Yeah, walk you're in. a shitter, is what yeah. you're saying. You're a shitter. I'm yeah. far too scared yeah. to investigate a scary house or a, you know... It's, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It is for it's... the likes of me. That banging door was not a ghost. It was a man just going past. Right. I... God, so so you, you'd like to stay away. I'm... So, look, of an evening, I've taken to, to watching TikTok. And, and, and my algorithm is all ghosts and bloody... Mm. UFOs and aliens, and even me, a hardened professional, does shit myself occasionally at some of this stuff. How it's not your story. Tell me whose story it is. It is a comic called Steve Gribbin, mm. who is very, very good comic, musical comic, uh, and he told me this story that scared me so much. He told me just over twenty years ago. I think it was. Yeah. Okay. About Twenty-three years ago. Twenty-four years ago. Linda, put on the spooky music. Hal's about to start. Right. So. I'm the story is told by Steve. We're going. We're coming back from a gig. It's late at night. It's very dark. And he was telling me about a gig he did in. I 
think it was somewhere in Wales, and there was a group of them were doing it, and it was, I think it was in the 80s, and they were staying at a friend's house. He had a rich friend whose parents had a house in Wales, and they were doing this gig, and they were all going to stay in this house in Wales. And it's not a long story, this, but he's, they go, they all, you know, have a late night, they get very drunk, they go to bed, and Steve suddenly wakes up in the middle of the night, he's actually in a room with someone else. There's oh. actually another guy sleeping on this other bed right. who didn't wake up. Mm. Steve wakes up and there is a woman bending over him saying, will you check the baby? Oh, <coughs> and he goes, oh, and he, and then disappears. And he's like, oh, oh my God, he, yeah. He's so frightened, mm. he goes, she just disappeared. He just says this figure. He said he wasn't asleep. He was completely awake. He went downstairs and sat in the kitchen for the rest of the night. This happened at about three in the morning. Mm. For the rest of the night. And just sits there with all the lights on, drinking coffee, terrified. Mm. Um, in the morning, they all come downstairs and everybody's having breakfast. And he says to the guy whose who's parents are this place, go, the scariest thing happened to me mm. in the night. Mm. This woman holding a bundle said to him, in, and she was in old clothes. She mm. was very dressed, yes. you know, sort of. But, um, is bending over him saying, will you check the baby? And the guy whose parents owned the house, the guy said, and I know this was true because Steve would not, he, mm. he's not somebody mm. that lies. He said, oh my God, a baby died in that room. Oh, <laughs> And it was not mentioned to him and they knew about it. It was obviously something that happened many Just years ago. Just to be certain, it was many years ago. It wasn't, Steve wasn't being blamed for killing no, the baby. No, no, it wasn't being blamed for killing the baby. And it was, it was like an old story, but they knew about it. So this guy knew in the house. Now, I dropped Steve at his house, drove back. I think I lived by myself then. Mm. It was actually probably about 25 years ago. Yeah. I went back to my flat just so frightened. Yeah. I remember the lying room going, that is the, sca- the yes. image of it. And I hope it's ruined everybody's life here well, who's listening to this. And they go, think about being alone in a room and waking up with a woman holding a baby going, will you check the baby? Do you know what? Can I just say how at last someone with a proper spooky story, because my skin actually started to go a bit prickly yeah. then. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you'll agree, at last someone who's not doing a story about someone having a ghost shit or whatever it is I normally get. A proper scary story. Hal Cruttenden is going on stage shortly. He's headlining. And yeah. oh, I've after, this story. It's ruined After it. me. After me. It doesn't matter. None taken. And, <laughs> um, so listen, Hal, thank you very much. What, what can you... Do you want to tell the fans anything at home? Well, about... Are you promoting anything or...? Yeah, usually I'm funnier than telling this ghost story and uh, as a stand-up I'm going, doing Edinburgh and then going on tour throughout the country from September onwards. Well, so am I, so we won't dwell on that. Come and see me. (laughs) All right, Hal Cruttenden, what a fantastic bloke. A spooky story. I think you'll agree. Just time for your paranormal headlines. Breaks Fate and Fortune magazine have a feature on witches' potions and tell us that two bottles have been recently unearthed containing a witch's 200-year-old piss. Which reminds me, I must get some more Budweiser in. Chat, it's Fate's aura expert, Kate O'Man, picks up on a woman's colour aura to advise her on her career. The woman in question is apparently glowing a bright tangerine orange, so I'd recommend a career in the perfume department at Debenhams. They're all that fucking colour there, aren't they? You're welcome, love. 
Meanwhile, Haunted Magazine are reporting on a ghost at the Playboy Mansion now that Hugh Hefner's dead. The bunnies often reported seeing stiffs around the mansion, things rising in the night, etc. Make up your own punt. Blimey, Hugh and all them women. <laughs> when he died, it took them three attempts to force the coffin lid on properly. And those are your sexist paranormal headlines for when you get up tomorrow. Don't cancel me. Well, we've come to the end of another thrilling episode. Linda, my darling, did you enjoy that? There were moments where I I was smiling, yes. Yes, and I want to apologise for suggesting that you're not very much part of this. It is my name above the title. Yeah, but Vernon don't care and that's fine. Vernon! Vernon, wasn't that lovely? Vernon Kay. Love to get a mention on any other shows. Any other big celebrities out there, please mention us. Mm. All right, what are you going to be doing now, Linda? I've got a very exciting project at home I've got to rush off for, but I know you're not very interested in cats. That is correct, so we'll see you next time. Goodbye, Linda. Bye-bye, all. Fading Neil. Fading Neil. Try to be a bit more enthusiastic, love. I've been watching you sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got all sorts of stuff, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fading nail.